Thank you for tuning in today, and welcome to another episode of Steady Chatting, the podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is episode number two, where we'll be discussing medical consumption, product reviews, homeless haircuts, and the tragic incident that just took place in Toronto, Ontario. So, on this episode, you'll be hearing music from Digital Underground, Dead Prez, Most Deaf, Drake, and Common. On this channel, you can expect to hear content on cannabis, ganja, marijuana, weed, growing, product reviews, interviews, discussions, music, thoughts to provoke critical thinking, a whole lot of laughs, and whatever we like. Let us at Steady Snap and Production know what you'd like to hear on future podcasts so we can keep giving you what you want and what you need. Join in the conversation. And if you're a visitor or just checking this podcast out for the first time, don't forget to subscribe to get more content. Now, let's get this started. Welcome back. So, this segment we're going to cover a little topic that I posted on Facebook. And the question was, if I use plastic surgery for my self-confidence and to help with my anxiety, or I consume wine for a mood enhancement and to help with my depression, could I then technically classify that as medical plastic surgery and medical wine? Now, I know, sometimes I ask really outlandish, off-the-wall questions, but it forces us to think. I'm a medical cannabis consumer. People who don't consume cannabis may think of that as, oh, that's a wash, that's just an excuse for him to be able to smoke weed. And there are some people who that would be the case. It is true. It is just a cop-out. It's their way of circumventing the system, getting around the system. But, um, so for somebody who doesn't consume cannabis, but does go in for their monthly injections or weekly or yearly injections to make their face stay in shape or to make their bum look consistent as all the other years or to make it bigger, to augment it, to make it tits, get huge ass, big ass titties, um, is that the same thing? as somebody who's consuming cannabis for their PTSD, for their anxiety, for their depressions. And the same thing for wine. If I don't smoke cannabis, but I like to drink a glass of wine with every one of my meals, and I use the excuse because it makes the food taste better or because it just makes me feel better, that's mood enhancement right there, or depression, it helps with it. does that have the same medicinal benefits as consuming cannabis? And I'll put it like this. I didn't, I started doing the research and then I scrapped it because then it became, felt like work, work that I didn't want to do. And when you run your own shit, you can pick and choose what you choose to do. And I choose to believe instead of doing the research, just use a little common sense. I've heard of many cases of people dying under the scalpel as a result of attempting plastic surgery. And many a people have died as a result of consuming alcohol, whether it's alcohol poisoning, 
whether it's their kidneys, liver shot. But to this day, prove me if I'm wrong, you can't compare the amount of deaths there have been to consuming cannabis. So medical cannabis all the way. Welcome back. All right. So now this part of the segment, we are going to do a product review on Retreat's Rosemary Sea Salt Chocolate Chip Squares. So let's get right into it. Now, I was really looking forward to doing this review for my good friend, Red Seal Chef John McNeil. And it goes a little something like this. So in regards to packaging, I think it looks really professional. I like the color play. It's very easy to read and clear. Non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan-friendly. So everybody can indulge in it. Um, I, I think in regards to also the packaging, the fact that it was double sealed adds value because you know for sure that the product's going to end up tasting fresh. It's not going to taste like stale hard cookies. Nobody ever wants stale hard edibles, even if they are edibles. Uh, so because of the packaging and the freshness, okay, now we'll get to the taste. Uh, I found that there was a cannabis taste to it, but it wasn't overpowering and chlorophyll tasting. I could also taste the sea salt, and it wasn't too sweet. It was a good balance of sugar. There was a pleasant aftertaste, and the portions were good. It wasn't too much where you're just like, I still have cookie to eat, or too little where you're like, it's done already. You know, it was a good portion. And as I said before, it's fresh. Now, because of my tolerance, I had to lean on my girlfriend for her input because it would take a lot longer for me to feel the effect. And also because, uh, yeah. So uh, based on her observation, it took about a half hour to kick in. And when it did, she felt relaxed. The transition was smooth and didn't feel like she ran into a brick cannabis wall. You know, sometimes you get them edibles where you go straight from, I don't feel nothing to, oh, snap. Yeah, so this was a smooth transition. She felt a body high, and uh, her face felt like there was a weight on her forehead causing her eyes to be heavy. So, overall, this product gets a definite two thumbs up from us over here. Retreat, keep making them good treats. And stay tuned for more product reviews. Uh, there is going to be a product review coming in the future of some another Canadian company that makes papers out of wood and hemp and unbleached hemp. So stay tuned. Your boy, Steady Snapping Charlie. And this is Steady Chatting, the podcast. All right. Welcome back. So... This segment, we're going to cover uh, a subject that I posted on my Facebook. Don't forget um, to message me if you have any conversations, topics of discussion, or things that you'd like us to cover on uh, my Facebook at Steady Snapping Charlie or on Instagram at Snapalotagus. Um, if you need the spelling, Stay tuned till the end of the podcast. I'll have it all spelt out for you. But homeless haircuts, the idea of taking your own skill set, your expertise, and applying it where it's needed to make this world a better place. 
a young brother by the name of Nazir Subhani, um, known as a street barber, took something that he's very passionate about, which is giving haircuts and grooming of people, and took it to the streets. And I really love the fact that he pours his heart and soul into what he does and doesn't care whether he makes a million dollars. He's helping make this world worth a billion dollars. So what he does, he goes out on the street and offers homeless people haircuts. Um, his quote, it's a good feeling to make someone feel like a human. And I completely agree with that, you know, especially to the um, impoverished who already don't have uh, the resources to get back on their feet in some cases. And really, most people walk by them like they're a pile of trash and won't even give them the time of day, you know. So as a society, we treat those who don't have the income to maintain a house as they're insignificant. They don't even exist. So something as simple as giving somebody a haircut could make them feel like they amount to something, that they're actually human like everybody else that walks past them. You know, so he cuts their hair, gives them a clean shave, and provides them with essential oils for their hair, and treats them like a human being, like how we should all be treated. And it really inspires me. So this guy's efforts had me thinking, what is the thing that I did for this week that helped make this world a better place. So I'm going to ask you guys to go out there when you're walking down the street. You don't necessarily have to cut a poor person's hair. You don't have to cut somebody who's living on the streets here. But if there's something that you could do to make another person around you feel like a million bucks, please do it and share with me because this is what it takes to make the world go round and be a better place. Welcome back. So the next topic that we have up for discussion is a tragedy that took place in Toronto. A gentleman by the name of Alex Minasian, 25 years old, was charged with 10 counts of first-degree murder and 13 counts of attempted murder after appearing in court on April the 24th, 2018. Now, all of this came about as a result of him deciding to mount the curb with his rental van and run over pedestrians. And to this day, I still can't really justify or explain what's going on in his head. To be honest, I don't think any of us should be held accountable besides him for his actions and his decisions. Now, from my understanding, this gentleman who is now being held accountable for his actions. He was a student at Seneca College from 2011 till 2018. Uh, he joined the Canadian Armed Forces for two months between August 23rd and October 25th. He trained as a recruit for 16 days, and then he was voluntarily released, meaning that he decided uh, it was in his best interest to not continue with the training. Um, besides that, uh, the public safety minister, Ralph Goodale, said that there's no threat to national security. So despite his heinous acts of madness, um, I'm glad to know that this definitely isn't a terrorist attack. This isn't a, 
Al-Qaeda. This isn't an ISIS attack. This is simply a deranged person um, who I don't know what happened, but decided to take other people's lives into his own hands. Uh, he, as a result of his actions, um, it says that there have been concrete barriers installed at Union Station, which is a very busy station in the downtown core of Toronto. And I believe they, they're probably going to be implementing these barriers around all of the GTA, all of the greater Toronto area, to prevent cars from mounting curbs. So, most importantly, I'd like to send a serious thank you out to Constable Ken Lamb of the Metro Toronto Police Force, who ignored the prompts of the uh, van driver and detained Alex without shots fired. If you get a chance, take a look at my Facebook post. I posted the video footage of the gentleman pretending to pull a gun out, and it was actually his phone, trying to get himself killed. Man, uh, outside of that, this is unfortunate, but this incident definitely showed the world what Canada's about, showed the world how the Toronto police have been trained to deal with these situations. And it's a... It, despite all of the negative that has that that has happened, one big positive that's come out is other people around the world, other police forces can use this as an example of how to take down people um, that aren't uh, an actual threat without shooting them, without tasing them to death, and now without this person being killed by the police, he can answer the questions that everybody wants to know. So, Constable Ken Lam, thank you so much for doing your part and representing the police force in a respectable manner. Thank you once again for tuning in to listen to today's podcast number two. We here at Steady Snap and Productions couldn't have done this without you. Keep tuning in for more interviews, good music, and great discussions. If you have a topic that you want us to cover, you can message me on Instagram at Snapalotagus. That's S-N-A-P-A-L-O-T-A-G-U-S. Or DM me through Facebook at Steady Snapping Charlie. Keep following me on my travels and feel free to take me on some of your travels as well. These podcasts can be downloaded and saved on your device. So stock up on episodes for road trips to help pass that time. I'm your host, Steady Snap and Charlie, and this is Steady Chatting, the podcast.